Rory Gilmore to really stick it to the man. Everyone's favorite millennial. But also, I have read a very interesting op-ed that the Gilmore Girls, the show, mm. collectively is actually a Greek tragedy. Did you know this? Oh no! Yeah. The, lo- the lore of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's it's presented so contemporary, right? So, like, you never, you don't think anything of it, of the sort, but, like, you know, we should be, we shouldn't be surprised because we watch a lot of TV and we're pretty literary, literarily illuminated but mm-hmm. the Gilmore Girls is actually a Greek tragedy because Laura uh, Rory is doomed to repeat the same mistakes as her mother and they spend the entire series saying how that's not going to happen and, and it happens it does, it does over happen over and over <clears throat> and over again especially by the very last episode where I mean spoiler alert for those of you that haven't seen Gilmore Girls a year in the life Rory announces she's pregnant that's the very last line of the entire series which is hilarious because you know, that's the whole pretense of Gilmore Girls is, you know, Lorelai had Rory at 16 and not that Rory's 16 anymore, but the whole unexpected pregnancy. And yeah, anyways, it's a Greek tragedy. And like the <laughs> dynamics between Lorelai and her parents and it's, uh, yeah. So that's that's what I learned on the internet. <laughs> if, there, if, if Gilmore Girls is, is a Greek tragedy, oh my God, I can't speak. Um. If if Gilmore Girls is a Greek tragedy, then who is Luke? <laughs> I man, I don't know. <clears throat> Someone but honestly, yeah, long suffering <laughs> character. <laughs> oh my god! Right, he is the chorus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, did you watch uh, Drag Race last night? No, we got oh. home very late. Home from where? Where'd you go, girl? Oh. Uh, my sister is also moving shop, so we rented a 26-foot U-Haul and stuffed as much as we could into it, Yeah, which is, like, everything. <clears throat> <Yep>. <laughs> Mostly the shelving, not including these gigantic, like, uh, three, three-tiered systems uh, that we just weren't sure gonna, that were going to fit. Also, we were just, like, four tiny women at that point, and... <laughs> and one tiny woman's husband who um, has issues with his knees. So we're like, no, we're not going to move those. We're going to wait until we have more strength on Saturday. So we stopped that U-Haul. Some of us had to go home. And so we drove that 26-foot U-Haul to the new space and proceeded to unload it, like just like three and a half girls, half being Abby, in a Princess Peach dress. What do we say about girl power? Yes. Mm-hmm. She yes. was really just like trying to harness the the light of a million stars <laughs> and a quadrillion mushrooms because she, I mean she she's she can lift she can lift for like a for her seventh year on this earth she is a girl can deadlift <laughs> <laughs> she can deadlift a mannequin it's really cool nice I mean, I, yeah yeah she just had. There was one half mannequin, though. It was kind of, it was a very funny visual. And one of those opportunities where it's like, no, don't pull out your camera, you fool. This kid's going to, like, die if you if you aren't watching her. She had a half mannequin from the behind by the bosom. Wow. And she was just carrying it by the chest <laughs> with her hands on the chest. A la Seal and... Um, Heidi Klum. Heidi Klum, yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a sight to behold. That's wonderful. Uh, 
Welcome to the full COVID podcast. Literally. I am your 25% COVID host. I just assume I have it at all times at this point. <laughs> You've had it twice. You're a two-time COVID champion. Oh, yeah. And um, our current contender... Oh, I'm Harvey Brent. Sorry, I was waiting <laughs> first, but... I'm well, Harvey you have Brent. to get the fans out of the way first. <laughs> you have, yeah. Guys, move. I know you want autographs, <laughs> but <laughs> no, please, no pictures. <laughs> uh, and today we come at you with a gift, perhaps or a curse, depends how <laughs> Stephen Grant would describe it. We're coming at you with the first episode of Marvel's Moon Knight, which yes. debuted. Two days ago, three days ago on Disney Plus. Oh my goodness. It feels like it's been a long wait. Yeah, it has. But when's the last show we had was Hawkeye? That's a long. Yeah. That was, that was a solid 90 days between the last show and this show. We got so many tier lists then. We had so much time for activities and cartwheels. We talked about Scream so much. And I still, <laughs> there's still room to talk about it. You know what our, you know what the next podcast should be for Scream is who killed who because there's always two ghost face. It's like which ghost face is behind the mask when it's it's gonna be a thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, we did a lot of talking in between that time, but that is what this podcast is primarily for, is for chatter. Chatter for, about things that we like. <laughs> I mean, who else is gonna stop us? <clears throat> mm, no one. Okay. No one. So speaking of stopping us. <laughs> I don't know how you're let's, okay let's do what we usually do it's so hard to get back into format now that we're like we have a show to talk about we have structure what is this this is so weird I know okay so Moon Knight I'll start <clears throat> because I had started this episode several times so I remember the start very vividly <laughs> okay that's good and then um you can draw from your own memory pool uh because, my COVID memory pool. <laughs> right? <laughs> Ac- access your pensive and uh, draw out those memories. Because I don't know. Okay. Go, go for it. Let's see. So, museum gift shop host Stephen Grant. Yes. Just, okay, my first thought. Sorry, I'm already getting to a tangent. That's I was fine. Like, how is he living on a single person's income on a gift shop salary? That was my first thought going into this, which is the economic anxiety is unreal in this day and age, but continue. <laughs> and when you realize that his bed, his his uh, living room, it's a bachelor apartment. His living room is his bedroom. But even to, then, yeah. I'm like, how does he afford it? <laughs> right? Wherever he lives, there's a gigantic museum of natural history. I'm assuming he lives in Chicago. No, London. I just gotta be London. I think they all had English accents, do they? Oh, shoot. Oh, do you know what? Again, tangent, forgot. They live in London. I think it's London. It looked like London. It has to be. It has to be. But did they, did they film this at the Natural History Museum in, like, in Chicago? That I will, I will get back to you on. I will, I will look it up while you describe. Okay, because it looked really familiar, and I was like, oh, I've been there, unless, like, uh, Natural History Museum architecture is the same. No, they or... filmed it. They filmed in Hungary. <laughs> they filmed in Budapest. Excuse me. Oh, you know what though? It looks like they filmed. Hold on, this is making sense, you guys. 
very close the same time that Falcon and the Winter Soldier filmed. So, which did film a little bit in Hungary. So they must have like you know tax break used the same sets, art personnel, uh, etc. Do you know what? That the nightclub checks out then. Yeah, so I think that was like that makes sense to me. Like, well, from a business point of, anyways, <clears throat> they filmed yeah. in Hungary. Okay, so uh, ooh, it starts out with um, Stephen. Do we start with a dream, and then he wakes up, and then he's chained to a bed? We find out that he is chained to a bed. Yes, and he's kind of set up all these like booby traps for himself uh, to make sure that he doesn't escape. Like tape on the doors, lots of tape on the doors, lots <clears> of locks. Um, and then he moseys on over to his place of work. We assume he's an archaeologist because of the way that uh, everybody around him greets him and says hello until he makes it to where he actually works in the museum, which is the gift shop. And he is immediately emasculated by his manager, which I mean, whose name I cannot find right now i apologize that's fine she's i wouldn't want to say she's insignificant but she's a total bitch (laughs) she's not cute no and she's just like because he's like well what what does a stuffed uh what does a stuffed cat have to do with this and she's like just fucking salad yeah that's what it has to do with this and to be fair there are a lot of people who get into archaeology or archeo- places and positions where you're close to what you love. And it's like, you just see the angry face of capitalism everywhere. It rears its ugly head. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes you just got to please those little runts who w- wander through and touch everything with their germy little hands. You yes. just got to sell them a stuffed whale. doesn't matter. Just do it. Just do it. Yep. Okay. So we're in the museum. Is he hearing voices at this point? I think so. Okay. Yeah. And they're voices that are telling him to just let Mark out? Mark out, yes. And that is where my experience with the first episode gets very jumbly. Well, then he he gets approached by a, a nice lady that apparently they had a date scheduled. And he's like, we did. And so... Um, Stephen goes to bed that night, <clears throat> and that's when the big dream happens, which is he dreams all of a sudden that he wakes up in another country, and he witnesses a cult meeting by character actor Ethan Hawke, who plays <laughs> Arthur Harrow, uh, and Arthur Harrow is judging people. He's got the, the scales of Anubis. I think there, it's a scale of Anubis, judgment of Anubis. That makes sense. I know yeah. my Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. And... <laughs> <laughs> slash Egyptian mythology. <laughs> That's how you can tell that like white people have gone too far. <laughs> uh, they've let the Japanese pollute. Oh my god, Yu-Gi-Oh is Japanese. It's just got such a strong like Egyptian bit, but you're right, it is Japanese. And anyway. I'm learning about Yu-Gi-Oh. It has a Japanese <laughs> underpinning. It has I mean it's a Japanese company, but like the mythology in the show Yu-Gi-Oh is Egyptian. Oh, I'm getting into Yu-Gi-Oh now. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what? Tangent off. Continue. <clears throat> Judgment. He has the skills of Anubis on his forearm, Ethan Hawke, and he's judging people in this foreign country, which honestly looks a lot just like England, but that's fine. <laughs> it does. It just looks like the countryside. 
I don't know where it's supposed to be. You don't you don't find out. And that's when uh, what happens then? Oh, he he uh, he notices Stephen Grant's scarab. And he's yes. like, give me, give me more, give me more, give me, give me more. And so he escapes. And this is what leads to a really crazy, I guess, chase scene along the English countryside where he commandeers a cupcake treat van and drives it along winding roads and ends up escaping from Arthur Harrow's lackeys. And then he wakes up and then apparently two days have passed. So that's when we realize, like, you know, okay, something's going on. He's being, there's some sort of like duality of man going on here. Side note, the the director or one of the showrunners compared this series to Fight Club meets Indiana Jones. Okay. Yes. That's... Which I get the Fight Club side so far. <clears throat> the the yep. duality, you know, like that's what like kind of ticked me off, uh, made my light bulb go off. So Grant wakes up two days later, seeing Grant, and he realizes that he overslept, missed his date. He thought he had that day. He went to the restaurant anyways, and he was like two days, you know, off from when it was. He ends up finding a hidden phone and a key card in his apartment. And that's when he looks at the call log and he's got like a million missed calls from a lady named Layla who addresses him as Mark. So that's it again when we know there's like this duality going on. My voice is going. (laughs) Oh, no. It's going down, down. Okay, Mm. I remember this part a little bit, but not enough to only enough to finish your thought. Well, she he, seems really mad at him. Yeah. But we never find out just who Layla is. Not yet. We nope. just heard her voice. Hmm. But that's when the next day at work, that's when Stephen Grant goes in. And that's when he's confronted by Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Because Lady Anubis joins him at his place of work. <laughs> I feel like he doesn't actually worship Anubis. But I, that was just my, it's the Egyptian goddess Amit. Oh, were we wrong about justice? I, I don't think the justice part was wrong because, like, he had the scales on his, the the scale tattoo on his forearm. So, like, that to me was, like, the scales of justice. But the Egyptian goddess, oh, my God, it's actually the Yu-Gi-Oh, the Yu-Gi-Oh symbol. The goddess Amit is, oh, my God. Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, Gagging visually. <laughs> Inaudibly gagged. Okay. Anyways, I, I digress. He worships the god Amit. Okay. Please, please take it from here. <laughs> oh, um, this is also where... Okay, so he still... He was able to get away with the scarab, which I don't know how he ended up with in the first place. He just seemed to have it. Yeah, that part is not explained to us. I feel like yeah. that's that's to come. Yes, and I feel like somehow he procured that from the museum at which he works. So I think they're setting up some kind of exhibit, but they don't really go into detail about that either. No. Or he just works around a lot of ancient artifacts. Mom. We're left in the dark about a lot of stuff so far. Yeah, uh, there's a, a lot of unanswered questions. But anyway, they uh, he's like, mm, that thing is mine. Please give that to me. And... Am I wrong in thinking or in remembering that it's relinquished to him? He gives it to him. I. He, he gets it. Stephen Hawk gets it. <clears throat> okay, maybe. Right. Okay. I didn't think so because I thought that's what turned him into Moon Knight. 
Does it? Oh my God, what's wrong with my brains? <laughs> you with COVID, me with long COVID. I don't honestly know. Moon Knight summary. Help oh. us, Belgium. <laughs> okay. Um, does she question? Does the does his boss question why Ethan Hawke is there? No, the boss is nowhere to be seen. He like kind of tells her to buzz off because he sees Ethan Hawke from across the showroom, and he goes to approach each Ethan Hawke. She's like nattering at him, and he's like, "Can you fuck off?" But he, she didn't. He didn't say fuck off. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, he <clears throat> he's still see he's still hearing voices, and it's like this time it's happening in like broad daylight, and um, he sees his reflection. So there's like some kind of is this the end? Yes. Of the episode. Okay. Yeah. He sees some kind of monstrous presence. It's like in a lab where they're cleaning things down in the basement depths of the museum. Um, there's a monster that is in another room. Or is that Ian, Ethan Hawke? Does he turn into the monster? I think he's no, I think he summoned the monster. Got it. Okay. <clears throat> Don't know what the monster's called. Obviously, it didn't talk and say its name. Wikipedia um, calls it an Anubis associated jackal. Ooh. It's jackal like for sure it is (laughs) definitely terrifying um he's so steven steven sees his reflection um telling him to like pretty much for lack of more explanation like suit up like just let me take care of this um the jackal jumps at him and he turns, this is where we get the big transformation, where he turns into Moon Knight. Possibly. It is, yeah, in the bathroom there. Yeah, and then yeah. it just ends. And then it ends. So we got way more juice for the squeeze in the trailer. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> I, okay. Thoughts, opinions, um, complaints. Okay, well, hmm. <laughs> I so the directors called this um, Fight Club meets Indiana Jones. So far, I'm getting Fight Club meets Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. Rot row. There is some concerns I have, but I, I am so far interested in the show. Mm-hmm. I, I love Oski. Don't get me wrong. Daddy Oski, we love. Mm-hmm. But this accent is madness. This this accent is not working for me, first of all. It is not cute. Not good. Apparently it's, like, it's... apparently it's done on purpose, and apparently Stephen Grant is on the spectrum. Oh. Perhaps, but I don't... The accent is it's still just very obvious to me that <clears throat> that's not his dialect. That's not his mother tongue. No. So... I'm a little, I'm a little taken. It takes me out for a minute. <clears throat> um, the bumbling aspect of Stephen Grant. I think we've seen it before. And so it doesn't feel very novel to me in terms of a superhero. Like it feels almost very. Try, I'm trying to think of like other incompetent superheroes that come into their own. Uh, but that's kind of like, I feel like I've seen this before in some respect. Ant-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man, to an extent, maybe yeah. kind of Spider-Man light. Like, Spider-Man, I, I realize that has a very specific trajectory, but the whole, like, greenness that, like, a Peter Parker has when they get bit by the radioactive spider. 
and they stumble around until they find out they can stick to walls. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of where I'm like, oh, we have to watch somebody fucking like learn about themselves. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so. So burdened. <laughs> that part. So I'm not like thrilled about that. <clears throat> I enjoy the fact that this does not take place in the States. Yes. Nice and little possibly. Mm-hmm. Continue. I, I was going to say, it's just like a nice little refreshing that we're not in the new world. Like we're back in the old world. We had a little bit of that in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which uh, for those avid listeners who watched our tier list la- last week, ranked number five out of five of our 2021 MCU TV shows. But that's neither here nor there. I do like this episode takes place or this series seems to take place in the UK so far. I like that. I mean, I like Oscar. I like the aesthetic kind of of Moon Knight so far. And I like that there is an, an Egyptian mythology, I'm not going to say Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> backdrop <laughs> to the show. So I'm I'm interested in it. It's not, it's just, I, I think it's, it's something we need to let breathe. Like I, I can't, there's no way I can make a snap judgment off of this so far, but it's not like the strongest episode and I don't even know if it serves as a particularly strong introduction because I'm like, what did I actually learn? <laughs> right? Um, I just had be- questions the entire time. Yeah. And I, I'm, I, for real, know nothing about Moon Knight. Um, we just know what the card is from that trading card set. <laughs> yep. 1993, we we're like, coming for you in the back of that card tells us just about the same nothing that this this first episode did the card was more informative yeah i mean actually yeah um the what i'm excited for is that it doesn't seem it like it sits in an mcu but it doesn't like sit amongst the avengers which is kind of nice it's very removed from the like we know it takes place in the mcu but there has been nary a mention so far which is kind of great. I think I need a break from the heroism in North America for a second. The Eternals did that too, though. They barely mentioned the Avengers. Yes. But like, I think they mentioned yeah. it in passing as a joke once. <laughs> yes, they did at the dinner table. They did, yeah. Actually, yeah. That, that movie too did not take place in the States, did it? Or maybe mm. partially, but like it took place in Europe a lot too. Yeah, kind of an all over the world thing, which is nice. A global phenomenon. Anyways, I cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. I, I It was actually like a thought that I almost cut you off on, <clears throat> um, which was sort of about the, the comment about his English accent or his accent. Yikes. Quotation. Don't know what that is, but Layla has an American accent slash no accent. Uh, okay. So maybe Stephen is... A, per- a persona and Mark. Girl, yes. Yeah. Maybe Mark's an American. Yeah. I see. Oh, wait, we don't wait. Now that I think about it, because you hear the voice, it's like that Venom voice. It did sound not British. Yes. Also, speaking of Venom. <sighs> wait, do you want to include him into the tier list with Spider Man films? <laughs> We need I mean, some we need some bottoms to that uh, <laughs> that tier list. It'd be perfect. Oh, yep. And I mean, this falls right <clears> there. <throat> My God. Mm. Maybe if we're nice to, we'll put Morbius in the list. Oh. I mean, someone did break into my car and leave four extra tickets. <laughs> 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 <That movie. laughs> 
Have you seen it yet? No. Are you going to go see it? Um, now that Mike has COVID, no. <laughs> We're going to wait a week. It's got a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, my God. Just to be, just to like put that in perspective, that's only 50% of what the first Venom movie had. <laughs> so it's twice as bad as Venom by that logic. Ooh. <sighs> I live. <laughs> Why can't Sony do a proper spinoff? I... Morbius, the living <clears throat> vampire. Come on. He, he is at best a side character. Yeah. And like Jared Leto talking it up the way he is, it's like, oh my God, just play music and shut up. Did you see his interview where he just wore sunglasses the entire time? Like big sunglasses? No. Oh my God, I need to send you this. This He was clearly on drugs. Like there's not a doubt in my mind that he was on something strong. It was this man. He's an icon. Okay. <clears throat> he, I mean, he is. As annoying as he gets about um, playing character roles, she's, yeah, she's, she's an icon. <laughs> okay, so more thoughts. Mm, okay, yeah. Um, not, not like super strong. Not uh, strong. As but an not episode. bad. No, and like, ugh, I'm just kind of miffed because it was 43 minutes of like <clears throat> nothing. Was it 43 minutes long? Yeah. Oh. I watched it again before I tried to go to bed last night. I like turned it in at nine because my entire body is like rocked. But um, I must have fallen asleep around that nightclub thing again because it's like I oh my then my memories get blurry until <clears throat> the end of the episode. Wait, sorry, I'm I'm forgetting a nightclub scene. When is there a nightclub scene? Didn't he go to a nightclub? Are you talking about the restaurant where he's supposed to meet the lady, and he was two days late? No. Oh no! You know what? I'm. I think I'm wrong. I think I'm mixing it up with like <clears throat> Squid Game, which I just oh. started watching. Oh my god! That's a hard one to watch. I had to stop after six episodes. I'm watching it in English dub too, so I don't have to like read. I yeah. usually watch a Korean. Like I'll usually watch it in its original language and then read. But I was. Just, I'm just so fucking. I've been tired for like five years. So <laughs> for five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shorty late, needs a dub. Late stage capitalism. Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, so who do we have to thank for this episode? Someone named Mohammed Diab is the director, and it was written by Jeremy Slater. Jeremy, who is of the showrunner of the Umbrella Academy. Oh, which that's very cool. That films in in Toronto. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. Okay, so, uh, so far we only have thoughts and prayers going into the next. We're excited. <clears throat> do I give it like a rating? Like, do we do we do ratings on the show? I guess we do I... tier lists, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, do I rate um, it out of five? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay. My God, this is. This is crazy. This is our new resolution for the 2022 MCU shows. We're going to give them a rating. What's our rating system? Uh, do, do we, five do we, jackal-like Anubis creatures? <laughs> five Yu-Gi-Oh eyes winking at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so out of five Yu-Gi-Oh eyes, I think I'm going to give this a three. Oh, I was going to give it a 3.2. Oh, <laughs> we have a point system. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like to give it room to breathe. And yeah. maybe I'll, you know, at the end, we'll go through every episode and, like, see if our opinions change. But, you know, a, a three yeah. out of five ain't bad. And a 3.2, so that's an average of 3.1 out of five, which is a 62%. Yeah. Brent is good at math, guys. <laughs> I, apparently. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he could still do it with COVID fog. He's amazing at math. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm interested. I'm looking forward to this. I hope there's very light connections to the MCU like Eternals had. Yes. <clears throat> but I want Moon Knight to succeed because it's something different. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I just need we just need to get back get past the character study, which I hear this entire season is. It's apparently the biggest character study since Iron Man. Okay. That's which is, that's fine too, because Iron Man really I loved I loved Iron Man. Yeah. I feel like uh, the three Iron Man movies that we got could have been a TV show too. I almost wish they were because they did not need to be films. Yeah. Speaking of things that could have been an email instead of a meeting. Yeah. (laughs) Iron Iron Man Man 1, 2, and 3. Mickey Rourke. One of the greats. Guy Pearce. Oh, <laughs> Paltrow. Do you know she did an interview the other day? Yeah, where she said she forgot she was in Infinity War or Endgame. <laughs> she doesn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> she, she forgot. She forgot she was in Avengers Endgame. <laughs> she was literally she, she was in, in the a... final fight scene against Thanos. Yeah, she was in the suit though, right? How do you forget that? Uh, because she was like in a green screen room talking, talking, yeah. And then they there just took her head. Her. Oh yeah. There was like a lot of people. I don't know, Gwyneth. We salute your ambivalence. <laughs> uh, if you're still with us, <laughs> please join us next week <laughs> for episode two. See how many Yu-Gi-Oh! winking eyes we give episode two of Moon Knight. You can hear all of these podcasts <laughs> if you want. You don't have to. On www.com or bookasyndicate.com. We are not this entertaining usually. I just, it happens. You just got to stick with the podcast and sometimes you get a real home run like this. Yeah, okay. Uh, we just get COVID all the time. Uh, <laughs> no, we're kidding. We're actually joking. <clears throat> don't get We're, it. We take it seriously, and we got all fucked up by it. So, like, don't let that shit happen to you. Okay. Get vaccinated. Get yeah. boosted. Yes. It doesn't make you naturally cute and funny. Go listen to that, like, celebrity collab where they all sang Imagine two years ago. <laughs> no. Don't do that. That's a, such a bad trick. It's not how, even April Fool's Day. How tone deaf are rich people? Just... It's okay, everybody. Just just go sit in your mansion. Go in another room and pretend it's like a sleepover. Anyways. I'm done. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm slash full volume pod. Um, you can find us on all social media and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast by searching full for the full volume podcast on the Comic Book Syndicate Network. Until next week, I have been one co-host you've been one one worshiper of the goddess Amit. yes one singular worshiper G.I. Jolie 
And I'm the Jacqueline Nubis Heavy Brent. And until next time, keep it super loud. Keep it at a super, you could freaking fuck full volume. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.